Welcome back to Open House with Mark Seawick and Corey James Moran, brought to you by the Mark Seawick team at Keller Williams Realty, a greater Rochester real estate podcast. This is episode 61. Mark, how are you today? I'm great, bud. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, got a little wind. There may be a new property up for sale on Well, I mean, I'm not sure we can go that far. All right. But, but this, is, this is late breaking news. This like, is. This is Really fascinating. Just for a little context, we were in the midst of a meeting, which Mark interjected into <laughs> to break the news. Yeah, we, right, going exactly. going live. Uh, deliver it, Mark. Deliver right, it. So, so here we go. So last week we spent a lot of time, and a lot of Rochester, rightfully so, over the course of the past few weeks, has been talking about uh, the the Nicosias, mm-hmm. um, the family who hosted the racist uh, barbecue in their backyard. Allegedly. Uh, yeah, allegedly. I'm not going to use the word allegedly. It's, it's, it's so absolutely totally happened. So um, uh, so, so literally this morning there was a moving truck spotted outside of the house and um, and guys moving uh, contents of the house into the truck. Yeah. Um, the, the cars, I guess, are full of all sorts of stuff. Um, not surprising. N- n- not surprising. And you know, I'm sure they'll be very, very happy uh, living down in Alabama or wherever it is that they're moving to. So, Do you think our rant on the podcast that, <laughs> yeah, that sure, was the I, final I, straw yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, if, if you absolutely. missed that you can uh revisit uh last week's episode <laughs> at markseawick.com um i want to do a shameless a little shameless self-promotion here oh okay What's that? um there is an event that's coming up that mark begged me to be part of Oh my gosh! Wow, yes. Coming up, um, but begged you only because I'm. Yeah. You you very conveniently happened to book a trip while it was also. So happening. I'm going to be in Egypt. So, yeah. so, so so something I forgot. No, I mean something you, I forgot. Something I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Slipped my mind. No, you you are saving my ass on this one, and I, I am yeah. truly grateful. Go ahead. So I have a little I have a little show and tell, but the Women's <laughs> Council of Realtors presents the Glass Slipper Gala. It's on September 28th. It's a Wednesday at the Strath Allen. I'm um, going to be a really really fun event. Um, and you're probably asking yourself, hmm, why is it called the Glass Slipper Gala? Well, 12 male models will be strutting our stuff, our stuff, <laughs> on stage in high heels. And if you haven't seen Corey Moran in heels, well, let me tell you. you Very you're, few you're have. Out. Yeah, you're missing, you're missing out. Um, this, this, this guy's got great, Corey, you've got great legs. You, you know, I've been working on my calves. Mark, I, I, uh, part of this was there was a photo shoot because there's a calendar aspect of this. Oh, no. Um, so I just want, I'm, I'm, these photos I've been told I can't mm-hmm. release. Um, but but we had to go to the boudoir studio <laughs> in Fairport. Shout out. Great experience. I really, I felt very empowered as I was in the changing room. And I'm looking at all of the, there's a board with all of these like inspirational sayings of the women that have, have gone there mm. and done it. Like, you're beautiful. And I love this about my body. It was very empowering. Mm. Um, so that boosted me up for this photo shoot. Just a couple there, Mark. Just a couple. Bud, you I have, actually look good. I have, you, you, look, know. you look good. I, so there is a theme. I don't want to reveal it yet. I don't want to spoil but this. But you're not wearing a heel. You're I not don't, wearing heels. They're dangling oh, in dangling, front. Oh, they're dangling. Oh, I, I was trying to figure out what those things are. Wow, those are... So, can I tell... You the, can, so those are Those not, are gold okay. lame heels. So, I mean... I, the, I can say this. Those are not what I'm going to be wearing Well, those are very... The, the, these these ladies and gentlemen are very, very sensible shoes. The kind of shoes that a six-foot, six-inch guy right. would, would need to wear. Yeah. Um, it's a very sensible heel with a, uh-huh. plat- uh, with a platform. Um, yeah. So I had to I had to borrow those. Uh, no photos of me actually wearing them because wow. mine 
We're on back order. Shocking that it's difficult <laughs> to procure 14 and a half size oh my heels. God, you are a mensch. Um, Seriously. I, I am uh, I'm happy to, to report back though that they have arrived. Um, Thank God. I was my, worried. And my my wife, as I was just stumbling across the uh, dining room floor like I'm Bambi on ice. Um, <laughs> my wife really enjoyed it. So yeah. So I, I, honestly, in, in all seri- in all seriousness, yeah. I, I mean, I I I was slated to do this. They had asked me to do it. Of course, I wanted to do it. It's it's for a great uh, cause. Yeah, cure for childhood cancer. Y- yep. yep. And and I was so signed on to it. Um, and then I literally realized, like, oh my god, I can't. I'm I'm flying overseas. Yep. Um. And and there was just one guy in the team that I knew I could turn to. Corey is always there for everybody. Who has no shame on this team? (laughs) Who has already lost all dignity? Such a good guy. And I was like, Corey, I need you to help out. And and no, no convincing. You just immediately stepped up. So thank you, bud. Again, um, the philanthropic aspect of this team can't be understated. And we, you know, we'll literally do anything for charity. I think I'm really putting an emphasis on that with this. So um, looking forward to it again. It's in the 28th at the Strathallen. There's only a handful of tickets left. So um, that's great. It should be fun. Looking forward to it. Great. Um, all right, let's get the market update, shall there we? There go. Let's do it. All right, so a little bit of a slowdown headed into Labor Day weekend, yep. which is this weekend. Um, as of last week's recording, we had 528 single-family active homes in Monroe County, down to 513. Okay. So I think that's probably four or five weeks of a slight downtrend. Sure. Yeah, but again, nothing super dramatic. Um, the six-county region, it was 979. We're down to 940. Okay. 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 Nothing Nothing dramatic. I mean, still terrible, but nothing, nothing dramatically right. different. And again, this is more common headed into this time of the year right, yes. where it's going to ramp down and then we'll see what happens. Well, well September, just let's be clear, September and October are always great months. Yep. They are always great. So when you say we ramp down a little bit, yes, we always ramp down for Labor Day. No two ways about it. And then things um, aren't as robust or vibrant in September and October, but they're always good. I mean, you know, last year, I, I think the team sold, you know, $6 million, um, in, uh, in in the month of September. $5 bad, million in the right? month of October, yeah. So I, I think we keep reiterating, too, that what we're seeing, you got to be careful when you look at real estate headlines because a lot of what you're seeing yeah. is on a national level, right? Um, so you want to be you want to be hyper local if possible because mm-hmm. every market is different. And I I feel completely validated. I know you must feel completely validated by the list that Rochester found itself on. Which one's that? This was the U.S. markets that have cooled the slowest. Oh yes, over yeah, the past yeah, year. Yeah, right. Yeah. So again, um, cooled the slowest, changed the least from how the market has been because mm-hmm. there are particularly in Florida. We talked about it last week on the podcast. Where there's some markets where it's, I mean, screeching halt, right? Right, and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, out of town uh, buyers coming in, buying mm-hmm. second homes, yep. vacation homes, that kind of thing. We obviously don't have a lot of that that's going on here. Yeah, you're not the case. So um, we look, actually ended up number five on that list. So Albany, New York, was number one in the whole country. Yeah, yeah. Um, El Paso, Texas, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Lake County, Illinois, and then Rochester. We found ourselves on the list there. And it doesn't surprise me. We talked a little bit about this last week. You know, it is insane as it's been the past two years, again, that 31% that we continue to talk about, 31% increase in the value of property locally over the course of the past two years. Um, Rochester had a lot of catching up to do. Mm-hmm. And so we've caught up, but we're also fiscally prudent. We're fiscally conservative. You know, and this comes, this is handed down to us from our cultural forebears, uh, George Eastman, uh, the Bausches, the Loms. I mean, these were conservative uh, 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 members of the community. And uh, and what they did, what they said, 
th- we're still feeling the, the, the effect and impact of that today. I think, too, that now that you make that point, it makes sense why it's, it's been a bit of a bombshell with the amount of people coming in from out of the market, coming in here without that sensibility and also the perspective of where they lived things were at different price points, right? Right, yes, yeah. Um, but but yeah, interesting stuff. But I'd, again, I'd rather be where we are than a whole lot of other places in the country. Yeah, I, I, I still, you know, we keep saying it, and uh, you know, I'm sure people are tired of hearing it, but I, there's, I, I, I still contend there is not going to be a, a, an enormous downward corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, this is good news. Mortgage rates are holding steady after the, uh, the warning of, of the Fed going ahead and, and raising their uh, rate yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can't be said for every sector when you look at the stock market. Uh, it's kind of chaos. Right, right, absolutely. Uh, I, I think rates are probably what, about five, five and a half right now? They've been hanging more. around there, yes. Yeah. So it's been pretty <clears throat> steady. Now, again, the Fed is set to meet um, in September. About three and, weeks from now. And yep. will, it, will they raise it again? Most likely, it's more so the question of by how much. Are we going to get another you know, 75 or another 25. Well, what, what was it? Five days ago, uh, uh, Jay Poe, uh, Jerome Powell. Um, you're, you're making that a thing? Yeah, yeah I'm going to make it a thing. It's going to be my thing. Yes. I'm gonna, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so um, so, so Jay Poe uh, was, uh, uh, he announced that there's going to be a, lo- a great deal more pain was the phrase that he used. Yeah. Uh, before it is that uh, we have inflation under control. Anyone who is basically signaling um, in Grand Teton National Park. Uh, where, uh, 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 where was I last year for vacation? Well, whatever the town was. You went to Wyoming, Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole. That, that How do I know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah th- thank you. <laughs> so, um, so at the Jackson Hole Conference last week, thanks, yeah. bud. Um, he he is basically signaling that yeah, there's going to be a lot more pain. Mean, and that's why that's why the stock market just you know crashed yeah. uh, or really plummeted this past uh, this past Friday. And he's he's signaling that. Yeah, there's going to be more interest rate increases. Mm-hmm. Uh, third week of uh, September, we can anticipate a minimum of a half point increase. Sure. Um, so we saw some of the the results thus far from the slowdowns and how it has affected inflation. It is starting to chip away at it, but I think from where he's coming from, it's just not fast enough. Right. Because right, right, we're right. still it, we're up at a high six point something percent at this point. Y- yeah. Which yeah. isn't the eight or nine that we were at. But yeah, there's they're still, we've got to get this under control. The, uh, unfortunately, there are an increasing number of pundits, economists, uh, and others who are signaling that we're probably not going to enjoy the soft landing that everybody was hoping for, mm-hmm. that we're probably going to uh, tame inflation. Sadly and unfortunately, it's probably going to be at the expense of having to endure a recession. It's going to be a little more of a bumpy ride, a uh, Sully into the Hudson, uh, if you will. Oh, there, there we go. Yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, Sully yeah, into the it, Hudson. Okay. I mean, would that be the worst, where in the end, it's okay, yeah, it's not yeah. ideal, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's probably what they're shooting for and at this if, point. If that's the case, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, one, one more data, uh, one more prognostication, if you will, that I've heard in that if we are going into a recession, that the real estate market will probably for the next year and four months, year and a half, in other words, the beginning of 2024 is probably we're going when we're going to see some greater stability uh, from what it is that we're experiencing right now. Okay. And again, I mean, right now, I mean, I know that people are running around with their hair on fire thinking that the sky is falling, but sellers are still doing well, yeah. and buyers aren't experiencing that many, they're not experiencing as many bidding wars. Um, yeah. So um, I, I got into one this week, and um, unfortunately, there are times in this business where you write up an offer and you just know there's no shot. Right, right. 
it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Oh, we ultimately didn't end up getting it, um, but it actually gave a little bit of of promise that mm, a little hope that maybe we're close. Yeah. Um, so it seems like things have moved a little bit, well, albeit still competition. And, and the one property, I mean, it, it, and that's saying something. You know, during the heat of the uh, the season, uh, the height of the season, we're we're listing you know six, seven, eight properties a week. Um, I listed one property this past week. I mean, mm. so, so it has slowed down. Um, and that one property, we, we were fortunate. Uh, a few years ago, we would have gotten three offers. Yep. We would have been, you know, it would have been celebratory. Um, we didn't receive six, eight, 12 offers on this property that I listed, but we did receive three and it did sell um, over asking. There you go. So again, um, it's, it's just such a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. It's good, but it's bad yet. You know, like oh, yeah, it's it's very schizophrenic. It really is. It's it's yeah. tough to predict exactly what's going to happen. Um, I mentioned some of those buyers that have come in from out of the area a moment mm-hmm. ago. Yep. Uh, this was from Inman. They were saying that wealthy homeowners are sticking by their decisions to relocate. Which more good news, I would say, from Rochester. R- right, and it's incredible. The. I, our website is, um, and I'm getting a little off topic here, but our website is um, SEO enabled, yeah. search engine optimization enabled. No, I think this is very on topic. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. So, so meaning that when somebody is in, well, most recently in um, Michigan, I spoke to somebody yesterday from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just recently worked with some people from Colorado. Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it is that uh, somebody's in one of these outlying communities and they type in Rochester real estate, boom, you know, we, we, we are the top agent or agency uh, that comes up. Um, and we're getting a ton of business as a result of that. And these are people who are coming back home. They're looking for an easier life. They're escaping uh, the forest fires. They're escaping you know, a climate change. Um, but they also are try- they, they have the ability to, re- uh, to work remotely, um, and they don't want to spend $3 million on a 3,000-square-foot property. They don't want to spend, you know, a million and a half. So um, we're, we're going to see more and more of that, and I think Inman is right. I think that people coming here, they're just delighted. They get here and they're, it's a gem. they're, they're delighted. It is. They are really thrilled. It yeah. is, and it's been kind of a hidden one. Again, <laughs> I, I I keep going back to it, but I think where it really kind of broke through the dam for us was Amazon targeting the Finger Lakes region, potentially for that Amazon HQ2, yeah, which, yeah. They, which is funny because we didn't even end up, end up getting it, but it just shines such a bright light on the area and what it does have to offer because yeah. there really is a lot. And, and my God, I mean, as you know, every other day I'm reading about another, uh, whether it's Lake Mead, another body of water, um, or the, the Yangtze in, um, uh, in, in China, um, bodies of waters and riverbeds, you know, rivers just drying up, you know, and riverbeds being exposed. We're not experiencing, I mean, like Kim Kardashian, like, you know, people are giving her a hard time because she's watering, and, and rightly so. Yeah. But, like, you know, it, it, it's a big scandal because she's watering her lawn. Right. You know, sure. Think yeah. about, like, turn on the sprinkler. You know, yeah. We, we've right. got Lake Ontario, we've got, right. you know, Canandaigua, Cuca, yeah. Canisius. Uh, so, plenty of uh, fresh water, and that's only going to benefit this community um, in the years to come. Um, so, I, if there's anyone listening who maybe is considering coming in from out of the area, again, reach out to us. You can go to markseawick.com. Um, but I ran across this from uh, Architectural Digest, and it was a little advice for those that are coming in from out of the area. Ultimately, our advice to you is always come in in person and see mm, in, so, yes. in person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there are instances where that's not possible, and that's not the case. Okay. Um, so so what, what are our friends over at AD telling us? Yeah. Um, well, first, our advice is work with an agent who is going to to do you right <laughs> and make sure that they take care of you. We'll cover a lot of these things, but just to throw it out there, um, any kind of automated tours, they say, skip them. Really? Isn't it interesting? Say many yeah. virtual home tours are pre-filmed. Skip these recorded versions and ask 
for a FaceTime walkthrough as well, I mean, which absolutely. we always do, yep, yep, right? Yep. Again, you're going to get a very different presentation <laughs> if you go that route. Then as even as great as some of these 3D tours have been, it's still a different kind of vibe. Well, well the agent representing the seller is doing their job. Yep. They are presenting that property in its best light, mm -hmm. um, but when you've got a buyer's agent walking through on your behalf, they're cutting through all the edit edits and, and all the editorial bias. Yep. And, oh, wait, that looks kind of weird over there. Can you zoom in on that really quick and, and figure it out? Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing they said was to be very aware of things like the noise level or it smell is another one. And oh, this yeah. is where you're really going to lean on your agent to be able right. to tell you the truth and what it's really like. Right. Great place. But, you know, we've got a strip club next door. Right. <laughs> or think about how many people that did this, especially back uh, more so in the pandemic, where the virtual tours were really all you could do. Yeah. Imagine purchasing a home, and from all the tours you took, it looked fine. And then you get in there once it's finally yours, and <laughs> a dog lived here who yeah. may yeah. be the smelliest creature on the planet. Yeah. You know, those kind of things you want to be really aware of. And it's not necessarily something that would always come right to mind. Um, the next one, like little stuff. And this is things you should always check or your agent should check, like water pressure. Stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Very minor things. Um, again, with the virtual tours, they tend to skip over the closet space. So focusing in on that, storage spaces are important. Oh. And then um, the exterior of the house, which you would think seems duh. But again, when you're looking at these virtual tours, it focuses a lot on the interior. Right. But the exterior tends to be just a couple pictures or whatever of right. a backyard. You, you, you want, you, yeah. You, you want to check. I mean, everything from... The structural integrity, of the exterior of the property, mm -hmm. the roofs, the the uh, uh, the, uh, the chimneys, that kind of thing. But also, you know, what kind of a neighborhood is it in? Yeah. Is there a backyard? I mean, because is there? The, well, yes, it's true. Number, yeah. Any number of times, like it's like, yeah. oh, it's great, but it backs to you know four ninety. Right. Uh, yep. Oh, it's great, but there is no backyard uh, because they you know they put a pickleball court in. Uh, sure. Right. Yeah. So. Um, I wanted to touch on this. You shared your love of the movie uh, movie series, The Godfather. Uh, oh, yeah. In, in a sure, couple yeah. previous yeah. podcasts here. Uh, what's your take on James Bond? I love James Bond. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I saw... The Park City. Have you seen this? Oh, it's... it's... Ski in, ski out. I it's mean, like, unbelievable. It is such a beautiful home. Yeah, so it's a Park City home that's inspired by um, the James Bond movie Spectre. There was a there was a house in the movie. Yes, that's kind of the the dream of of what they're building. Thirty three point five million dollars. I we, we we both stumbled upon this independently. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this is such a gorgeous property. Where, where can one for those who are listening? Where mm -hmm. can you? Where can they see this? This was at um, Wall Street Journal, is where I saw it. Okay, okay. So, um, so again, inspired by James Bond. Um, it's currently under construction at Utah's Deer Valley Resort. Again, thirty-three point five million is the asking price. Eventually, it's going to measure um, fifteen thousand square feet, my. according to the developer. Wow. And so much glass. I mean, we're talking floor to ceiling. There's flat roofs. The house is, it looks sleek. It looks modern. Um, and again, it's inspired by a home in the film, Spectre, the James Bond film in 2015. Um, it's 9,000 feet above sea level on roughly two acres of property that overlooks uh, Park City. It's going to have four bedrooms, all with private bathrooms and patios, a media room. You're going to love this. 16 fireplaces. <laughs> That, that that is just, and it's so. I mean, everything. It's such an interesting design. I love the, the use of the stone they use. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, yeah, it's it's indigenous too. You know, it, it ties 
the property to the landscape. Sure. And I mean, like, it is, oh my God. And then the intended uses as a multi-generational family retreat. So the, the house will have an 11-person bunk room with two private bathrooms, two walk-in closets, and a patio. Um, they're expected to finish this probably late 2023 or early 2024. So still on the I, way. I, I, can, I can honestly say this is probably... I'm going out on a limb here. This is probably the most beautiful home that I've seen profiled. Yeah, it's on gorgeous. Any yeah. website in the past year. I mean, it it it, it is that drop dead gorgeous. I mm -hmm. mean, the, the the use of all these natural materials. I mean, whoever designed this, they they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, but it's so interesting because you've got all this natural stone and you know, all of this timber, which you're assuming is coming directly from mm -hmm. uh, the the, uh, the forest surrounding the house itself. It's reclaimed, yeah. It so you're looking, the, the kitchen has the reclaimed timber, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but then they do a great job, and I'm always such a big fan of this, of just marrying um, very, very traditional and uh, with, with contemporary. Yeah. And so the light fixtures they've chosen are just... It's a delicate balance. It, it, it is a delicate balance, but man, if you can if, if you can nail that balance, I just, I'm crazy about this house. You're good. Well, it's funny that we both stumbled across it. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, next, we've got a bit of a theme here, a little music theme. Um, Beck. The musician yeah, sure, is selling his Hollywood Hills home with the music studio in it for $2.95 million. Um, so this is uh, the Craftsman residence. was built in 2014 uh, for a little over a million. Again, so now selling for $2.95. It's in the Hollywood Hills located in the celebrity-studded enclave known as the Oaks. Oh, there we go. Very exclusive. Uh, built in 1948, this has three bedrooms, two, be uh, two bathrooms, and it measures a little over 2,300 square feet. And it has... The musician's recording equipment, including multiple guitars, um, which you can actually see in the listing, which is kind of cool. Were you? Were you? I, I was always surprised that Beck didn't get more fame. Notoriety. Didn't enjoy more fame. Or, he's uh, yeah. he's doing pretty well. So, well, uh, not doing the greatest. He's, he and his former wife are are now divorced, and they're splitting up their possessions, including artwork and multiple properties. He has ten. Properties. Well, I, I, I guess I guess he's done okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's got properties across California, Arkansas, uh, Tennessee as well. Um, but obviously, needed to sell. I don't see him. I don't see him as. I a think Tennessee. so. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. No. Um, this next one again, sticking with the music theme here. The former home of Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash. Yep. Just got listed for eight million dollars. Or this is interesting. You can also buy it using cryptocurrency. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who who is trying to buy it, they'd be they'd be taking an enormous. And the crypto is just right, yeah, in the slightly yeah. volatile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah. So you know, you you, you had I don't know a million dollars in crypto, uh, five million dollars in crypto. It's it's not worth half that. So yeah, probably, but, not the, probably not the best time to exercise that yeah, option. Yeah, but uh, they're given the option, um, so you can buy it with uh, traditional means as well. Um, Slash sold it back in '94 to the current owner. It's over 5,000 square feet. It, uh, it's set behind a private gate, opens up into a driveway with a carport and a uh, circular motor court. Um, four bedrooms, six bathrooms. The coolest part though, is that the recording studio, the original one, it's still there, um, where Guns N' Roses recorded a lot of their biggest hits. Um, um, now, do you know my dear friend, I, do you know um, a floor cologne? I've heard you talk about them, but not, I don't so, so, so personally. So Floor, Floor is, 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 is a dear friend of mine locally, um, and she's got this really, really interesting musical pedigree. Okay, um, interesting. Yeah. Her brother is the drummer Frank Ferrer. Okay. Who 
is the drummer for Guns N' Roses oh, on tour. Yeah. Okay, there so, we go. Um, and I hope she's not listening because I'm going to admit something. She, oh, she, They're on tour a few years ago, and she calls a bunch of us. There were, there were eight of us. Front row, center. Oh, wow. And <laughs> I had to feign. I couldn't tell her, like, I just don't. Yeah, not into it. Well, you're, wait, hold on a second. You're telling me. <laughs> lover of Cardi B and now country music, allegedly. You're telling me you're not a Guns N' Roses guy? I, tr- I tried so desperately. I like kept listening and listening. Yeah, and listening yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I so desperately wanted to honor her because yeah. I love her so much. And, and you're like, what an honor. Like, That's awesome. Like, yeah, front, front row first, center. Yeah. Like, you know, then we were supposed to go backstage and yeah. ban all this. And I had to, like, tell, like, I couldn't tell that I couldn't sit through it. And, like, my ears, like, just, they hurt every time I listened. Um, and so I told her that we had another obligation, uh, which mm. is so great. Um, but her, her, um, her uncle, which is even more fascinating, mm. was the lead singer for Buena Vista Social Club. Is that not? No, you're not. A, you're gonna. You have to bring me up to speed. Oh, never. We'll do it. We'll do it offline. Okay. But for those who are listening, <laughs> okay. most of you probably, yeah, like someone will enjoy that reference. Um, a lot of people will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. From music to sports, um, the ex Buffalo Bills wide receiver Cole Beasley is selling his Orchard Park home. I was gonna say one yeah. one point five million, um, which gets you a lot of house in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously no longer with the Bills, now mm-hmm. a free agent. Um, he actually, I believe, tweeted uh, something along the lines of his announcement that he was leaving Buffalo was that, uh, my house is on the market. Anyone want to buy it? LOL. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was um, he was in the center of, uh, a obviously, of, a lot yeah. last season. Yeah. Um, the 33-year-old receiver um, purchased the house for a little over a million back in 2019 when he first joined the Bills. It's located just five minutes from Highmark Stadium. Uh, where the Bills play home yep, games. Yep. Set on 4.6 acres, that's six bedrooms, four and a half bath, um, offers up to almost 7,000 square feet of living space over two floors. But there you go. Yeah, that's like, nice. like I said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you, know, you are getting a lot of house you know, in, in Buffalo for one and a half million. Mm-hmm. No two ways about it. Yeah. And then let's end with this. All right. Dr. Seuss's former house has landed on the market. Oh, I bet it's whimsical. Is it? Is it as whimsical as I would hope? It's extremely whimsical. Yes. So it is in the Hilltop Estate in La Jolla, California. Um, it's where he wrote a lot of his books, too. So there's a lot of history behind it. So the property's been divided into four parcels, which uh, add up to a little over four acres. There's options here for you, okay? The parcel with the main mansion can be purchased separately for just shy of $12 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guy, you know... Insanely f- successful and famous and how many yeah. books, yeah. yeah. Uh, the remaining three parcels of the land can be purchased separately or together. Uh, for the whole deal, you're uh, just under $19 million Wow, amazing. For, for everything in there. Yeah. Um, so this is really cool. So it's, uh, it's a Mediterranean style. Um, and one of the really more charming parts is there is uh, etched glass on the front door that depicts the cat in the hat. Oh, really? It's kind of cool, right? Do, do, do you have a favorite uh, Seuss character? You know, I, so I, I obviously am aware and um, read the books as a kid. Mm-hmm. My son hasn't quite gotten back into um, oh, okay. into yet, so I'm, I'm I'm trying to think. It's been a I'll be honest, confession. It's been a minute since I've read Doctor Seuss, but I feel like that's coming. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I mean, I, I can't. It's not Christmas. Grinch, yeah. Unless yeah. I'm watching Grinch, like I, I have to watch it every. And it, you know, it takes it, it's I don't know, 22 minutes long or something, but right, like, you know, yeah. 26 minutes long, whatever it might be. But it, re- it's just great. Yeah. It's just it yeah. is. It's I mean, you're right. It's part of the season, right? Yeah. Um, so the home itself, uh, about 5,000 square feet, and it has 
which is really cool, a secret hiding place behind one of the bookshelves. Because you know it's got to be like a little Willy Wonka-esque, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there we go. That's the podcast for this week. All right. Yeah, again, um, reach out. If you have any questions ever, you can get our contact info over at markseewick.com. That's also where to find more of the podcast, the videos, the blogs. It's all waiting there for you. Uh, we will chat again with you next week. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I hope everybody has a great weekend. My God, summer has come to an end. I know. But boy. Bittersweet. It's bittersweet. What a beautiful day today. Oh, yeah. This is just, it, 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 it's, it's all about the day today. I'm hoping that we get to enjoy this kind of weather for the next two months. Just, just rinse, repeat. Yeah. Like uh, seven, so, 70, 75. So beautiful. No yeah. humidity. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Thanks again for listening. It's Open House with Mark Seawick and Corey James Moran. Yeah.